say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is June Lungren. Before I bring her on, just a couple of announcements. First, you can always get new episodes free on Rockfin Odyssey and all podcast platforms. Click the link in the description and check us out on Rockfin. This is where you get all of our premium content. You get all of our shows first here. And best of all, you get all the amazing content from every awesome creator that is there on Rockfin. Check out the awesome new podcast by the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You can get them all in one place. That's our website, forbiddenknowledge.news. We've got some new awesome podcasts added this month. Go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Finally, i got to tell you about C60 Purple Power. It may be the most powerful antioxidant known to man, made from some of the purest and most rare materials found on Earth. And so many of you have told me your stories about how you have taken back your own health with C60. You can get C60 for your pets. Your pets can feel great, too. Click the link in the description. You get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Today, I want to welcome back to the show June Lundgren. She is a psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, nurse, demon seer, international paranormal investigator, and author with over 40 years of experience in the paranormal field. As a child, she communicated with spirits, animals, and angels. She served in the military, where she trained as a nurse and EMT. After returning from the military, she continued to work in the medical field as a nurse and is currently the founding member of GhostsAndGirlsParanormal.com. June, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great. Got a day off. It's raining. It's Oregon. <laughs> I mean, what can you expect? <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, it's great to have a day off. And the cold hit over here in Denver today, so we had to turn on all our heaters this morning. So nice and toasty now. So, But I've uh, been looking forward to today. Uh, welcome back. We're going to have a good time. I thought today we could discuss a little bit not only about 
demons and shadow people and earthbound spirits, but how to recognize the difference and what are the differences and what kind of traits do these entities have, such as weaknesses, do they have any fears, and how do they appear to people? Do they have any other abilities? And, of course, how to get rid of these entities if they happen to be attached to people. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on. I'd love it if you could remind the audience how and when you kind of discovered and came into your abilities. Well, even as a, a child, a little child, uh, my grandmother knew I had abilities, and she kind of, she raised me for the first five, six years of my life, and she knew that I was seeing things that were beyond her scope as well. But um, I was an animal communicator because I've always, the animals have always been there. I've always talked to them. I can hear their thoughts like I'm talking to a person out loud. And I've always been able to see negatives. But until I was about four and a half, five years old, it was a case of I was seeing them as most humans see them. I was seeing, you know, a black mass, a black blob, that sort of thing. But around four and a half, five years old, it changed. I began to see them in their true form. And at first I was scared. And, and Michael, the archangel, he's been with me since birth. And he, he said, you know, don't be afraid. He says, this is how we see them. You're seeing them through angelic eyes. And I was like, okay. He says, I won't let them harm you. He said, I won't let them even see you. He said, I will keep you cloaked so that they cannot interfere with you. But what I want you to do is I want you to watch them. I want you to learn how they work, what they do, you know, that sort of thing, because you're going to need it when you're older. You know, you're five years old and you're like, oh, okay. You know, he says I should look and watch. I look and watch. So clear up until the time when I went into the military. Um, I was two years in the Army and three in the Air Force. And I was about 20 years old when I had my first real interaction with a demon to where I faced it head on. And I was, we had a young man that had not shown up for work in the Air Force. And his, his commander called, I was working ER as, as an ER nurse. And we went over because to his barracks, he wanted to, the, the commander wanted to open the door because he was afraid of what he'd find, you know, whether the man was dead or not. So he opened the door and the man was huddled in a corner, you know, uh, just rolled up into a ball. And to the left of him, I saw a demon standing up there waiting for him to die, basically was what he was doing. And I ignored the demon and went and uh, we got the man out of there and we got him back into the emergency room. I went out to get the stuff to start an IV on him. And when I came back in the triage room, the demon was standing over him trying to pull his life force out of him. And I looked at it and I said, not this, not on my watch. This one belongs to me, not you. And whatever it was that he saw in my face, he, he left, and he didn't come back. And I checked on the young man a couple times after that, and when he gained consciousness and he was being sent home, 
what we found out what had happened was someone had put angel dust in his soda. He's a chaplain's assistant. Wow. So, you know, that he wouldn't hurt a fly even if he could. So, of course, yeah. that made me mad. He said, I had the weirdest dream. He said, I had a dream that a demon was trying to take my soul. And an angel came and stopped him. And I said, well, that's a good thing. That maybe God's trying to tell you something. That you're meant for a higher thing. And that was the first interaction I had with them before I knew what was within me. In 1988, I was riding my motorcycle over to visit my now husband. And a woman ran a red light and hit me on my bike. And so I was clinically dead for two minutes. When I went to the other side, my grandparents were there and Michael was there. And he said, you're here because you need to understand who and what you are. He said, you are Ariel the Archangel. You were sent to live physical world lives until you learned to have compassion for mankind. He said, in 1198 AD, you ripped the demon out of a woman and the woman died. And you had no care for that. He said, that's when God said, you know, you have to learn compassion. So we're going to send you back <laughs> to relive human lives until you learn compassion. Now, this is life number 131. And I think it's taken her this long to learn compassion. But she seems to have learned it now. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Very fascinating. Now, I want to go over what you would define and what you would call a demon because I've had, you know, plenty of different definitions come passing yeah. through this show. <laughs> oh yeah, Webster's dictionary defines a demon as, you know, this is somewhat uh, a being that's thought to be a torture tormentor of humans, an evil entity. Well, that can cover a lot of can cover a lot of ground there, but I define a demon as an inhuman, something that is unable to take human form, something that is negative in the extreme, that has is hell bent on causing destruction to mankind, as well as animals. I mean, any sentient being that has the light within them. Now, when it comes to beings that are um, non-corporeal entities that, that we can't see, would you say that there is a, a spectrum or hierarchy of beings um, that exist, you know, from light to dark, uh, you know, all the way from the you know, upper realms to lower realms? Oh, yeah. There's, there's a hierarchy in the darkness and there's a hierarchy in the light. In the light, it's God, Jesus the archangels and the warrior angels and then the common souls and in the darkness there's lucifer he has a second and third in command and then there are the old demons they're the they're the most they're the most um they're the strongest and the the most intelligent and the craftiest of all the demons and they've been around for a long long time and then you have the lesser demons who are the younger ones. Like I've said before, I, they remind me of, you know, hormonal teenagers on steroids. They're out there causing as much chaos as they possibly can, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones you're going to find mostly in the physical world. They're the ones who are here to have fun and games. And then you have the minions, which include, you know, the creepy crawly dudes, you know, the ones that can crawl up on the walls and the ceilings and look like anything. And then there's the shadow people, 
and then there are the wild cards, what I call the wild cards, you know, the incubus, succubus, and the harpies. You know, these ones are kind of uh, unpredictable and they're not as prevalent as the others. And then there are the watchers. The watchers are neither good nor bad. They literally watch, learn. But in the dark realm, Lucifer does have respect for Jesus, God, the archangels, but that's it. And he's, he, they, before the war between heaven and hell, when it was just the light, uh, God knew that Lucifer would be causing a problem. It wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. So he created a group of elite warriors called the Legion of Light. These are, this was comprised of Ariel, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, and Zebulun. And this legion were the ones who trained the warriors, and they in turn trained other warriors. And to the, because they knew there would be a fight between, you know, all it took was for Lucifer to try something. So what happened was, what caused the war between heaven and hell was, you know, we had, we had physical bodies long hundreds of thousands of years ago. And then we evolved into pure energy. And we traveled, you know, all the galaxies. We saw stars being born, plants being born, you know, uh, different races coming into being. And we studied all this. We traveled forever as a group. And then a portion of the souls said, listen, you know, we're tired of this. We've learned all we can. We've seen everything that we can. We would like to be physical again. We would like to have children. We would like, like to know physical love. You know, this is what we want. And there was about a third of the group that said, no way. This is not what we want. We do not want to be subject to pain, growing old, disease, none of that. You know, we'd be confined to a shell. We couldn't travel. We couldn't go where we wanted to go. And that was led by Lucifer. So that's what started the war. And when it was over, Lucifer was disarmed by Michael and Ariel disarmed his son. And God said, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. He says, you're never going to be able to take physical form, but you can't live among us. So he opened a rift into a dark realm and he put him in there and sealed the realm with a couple of archangels to guard the entrance. Well, at first they were good with it. They were happy. Yeah, no problem. So, but then over time, they've grown ang angry, they've grown resentful, they've grown vengeful. So they try, they seek to get into our world to make the people suffer that have white light souls in them. Everyone who lives, whether it's an animal or a human, has a white light soul. So he, Eric Lucifer does have respect for the Legion of Light. And I have a friend who has, there are eight archangels in the world today. I, I have one of them in my, in, within me. And then I have a friend in Scotland who has Hanel. And Hanel, the archangel, and Lucifer were great friends before the war. And he bears him no malice for choosing a different side from him. So he goes from time to time to visit Hanel. And my friend Andy, who has Hanel within him, says, you know, Elle was here again visiting. We watched a movie or something. <laughs> it was just, you know, because Lucifer is bizarre. So I said, yeah, next just time watching he, a movie with Lucifer. I, all right. I know. <laughs> He's like, I said, next time he drops by, ask him what he thinks about Ariel. And so right. Lucifer came by a couple of weeks later 
And Andy asked him, what do you think about Ariel? And he said, his, re his response was, respect the assassin. Because she was also a member of the assassins. There was another elite warrior angel group, which still exists, called the assassins. And uh, so Lucifer knows she can take him. She can take him out. That's not a problem. It's all about that having that respect. Wow. Now this, uh, you know, a lot of this information that you just told me, this was all, I'm sure, um, relayed to you from angels themselves, right? Right. Yeah. When I was on the other side, when I died, went to the other side. All of this was revealed, and I saw it all happen in like as if I was there, which she was. Ariel was there. But once I found out what resided within me, I thought. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, I don't even know who Ariel is. I've never heard of her. I've never, you know, never. Michael's like, look online, look her up, see what you think, see what you can find. There isn't much on her. Mm -hmm. Her name means Lion of God, and she's one of the five that guard the throne of God. And she is a uh, uh, an archangel, a warrior angel. She's a demon slayer. So... He says, I, what I want to do for you, he says, is I want to merge your physical consciousness with her soul consciousness so that you see what she sees, hear what she hears, feel what she feels, and vice versa. So he did that for me. So I look through her eyes. I know when there's a demon around. I know the minute I connect with the individual who has a problem, I know the demon's name. I know how it found them. I know what it wants. And it should be very afraid. Because when Ariel comes forward, they want to be anywhere else but there. Wow. Well, I want to talk about um, how people might be able to tell if they have some sort of negative spiritual attachment. What would be some of the you know most obvious signs? Okay. They, they have a, a certain progression. They have a certain MO, where, how they work. Mm -hmm. When... When, you're, when it's a ghost that you encounter, you're going to have external coldness. You're going to have cold spots, you know, that you feel outside with your body. Uh, you know, you can raise the hairs on the back of your neck, that sort of thing. Um, with demons, you feel cold on the inside. It's like it could be 100 degrees outside, and your internal temperature feels like you're freezing from the inside out. Then you get a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. The air feels heavy. You know, it feels like you could cut it with a knife. Uh, you may uh, you may hear growling. You may have you may get scratched depending upon the degree to which they are trying to attach themselves. You get scratched, you can get bitten, you get pushed, shoved. They can actually reach in and grab your heart and stop it if they so choose to. But I've seen it happen. That's why I know. And you can. Then they'll work their way up to, they'll try to alienate you from your support system, you know, with your husband, wife, whatever, parents, 
They'll try to alienate you. You start having health problems. Uh, your finances go in the toilet. It's like you go spiraling downwards without, you know, without any cause for it. You know, people don't understand it. They feel like a black cloud is hanging over them or they're being jinxed or something. But in actuality, it is the demon. Now, how could you, how would you personally assess if a person may have, you know, some sort of mental illness uh, rather than an attachment? Yeah, that's, that's the trick right there is to be able mm -hmm. to tell. My, the big difference between me and someone else is I don't have to do a, uh, a psychological eval on them because I see if there's a demon there, I see it. If there's not, I'll, I've run into it a few times. I'll tell them, you know what? You're good. Uh, there's nothing negative there. What's your, the activity you're experiencing is your guides and guardians trying to help you. Uh, you know, things like that. I don't tell them, oh, you're crazy. So you really need to get some strength help. You know, yeah. you don't do that, you know. But you do assess it. That's, that's where my gift comes in handy because a lot of times, the mental illness will attract a demon because it makes you vulnerable. And they see that and they're like, oh, well, this person already has some psychological issues. So we're going to amplify that. We're going to magnify it. And they've done that too. But once the demon is removed, their psychological issues return to normal, what's normal for them. But the demon amplifies it like a hundredfold. It'd be like somebody on speed or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's like un, untapped. It's just like unbelievable. But it, it's difficult. If you have a paranormal group and you're going to try to assess, that's one good thing is, if, is to have someone on your group that or know someone who does the psychological evaluations and things like that. Mm -hmm. There would be, you know, if you're, that's, that's the big problem. If you don't have what I have, which, you know, inside of me, then it makes it really difficult. You know, you can give a psychological eval and see how that turns out. But it could be a combination of the demons amplifying the psychological problems that the person had in the first place or the abuse issues, because they love people that have, you know, uh, drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, um, violent abusive ways, that sort of thing, or have someone that has been living, is, is living in or has been raised in an abusive situation, these things attract them. I see. That makes sense. That makes do you them think, vulnerable. Do you think that all, there has been um, a portion of misdiagnosis uh, amongst the medical community when it comes to people like with schizophrenia or other mental illnesses where it may actually be something supernatural like a, a spiritual attachment yeah i think on a on a percentage basis the amount of people with negative entities attached to them say out of a hundred would be wow. about 50 percent wow and so it's you it's a hard if you don't know what you're doing if you can't sense them then it makes it very difficult to tell, you know, because the first thing people think of is give them a pill, you know, give them, in, get them into some, get them into some therapy, give them a pill, that sort of thing. And they don't understand it. If there's a demon involved, 
it won't get better. <laughs> it'll right. it'll get worse. Yeah, because they would probably feed off of the the negativity or the way that that pill is affecting your body, right? Right. Yeah, it makes you vulnerable. It like puts you down for the count, yeah. and that makes you easier to control, easier to influence. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday, um, you know, that has had uh, you know paranormal experiences their whole life, and they were diagnosed as um, you know schizophrenic from a young age. But it turns out that they were really you know having these experiences, and they still have these experiences. And it just makes me wonder how many people you know in reality are being misdiagnosed and being put on medication to and making this stuff worse for them actually you know yeah, or or suppressing their abilities yeah you know, suppressing some, that some yeah well uh, suppress the abilities and if the abilities become suppressed it can come out in other ways it can come out in physical releases like headaches you know uh, uh back aches muscle aches neck aches you know anything like that where it's you're keeping it bottled up so it's got to come out somewhere but yeah. yeah that's that's the problem it's you have to walk a fine line and you have to be able to know what's going on with the individual. I think personally that they should have a whole another category for psychological about for people with uh, abilities, but you know, that doesn't flow with mainstream medicine. Believe me, I know I've been in medicine for 46 years. It doesn't, you know, they don't want to hear that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We won't get into what science and medicine is becoming lately, but um, yeah, that's a whole different Ooh. podcast. <laughs> now, <Yeah. laughs> I want to get your thoughts on the some of the myths that uh, you may hear about what could protect you from negative entities, okay. and then we'll go into some of the things that what actually can protect you. Yeah, I I just gave a lecture in La Cruces, New Mexico, about that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. some of the things are bizarre to me because. I've been dealing with them all my life. And, you know, you get people that find you after like 20 years or, you know, I had this one guy that he had been, uh, he'd been attacked by these demons for six years. And he happened to be on some sort of website looking for more help because nobody had been able to help him. And then he says, it was weird. He said, your name just popped up out of nowhere. It's like, no, it's not weird. <laughs> So somebody's giving you somebody's giving you a, a heads up. You need to contact me. Yeah. So he says some of the some of the things they tell people is like, okay, walk in a circle backwards three times, and that'll keep them away from you. Uh, sleep with tobacco under your pillow. That's gonna keep them away. You know, send them love and light, and that will make them go away. I wish. No, not really. Uh, put break dust over the entryway to your home and that will keep out the negatives i'm like really hmm let me go get some off my car and try that like nah that doesn't work crystals do not help crystals only amplify the energy that's put into them you put in bad energy you're going to get it amplified you put in good you'll get it you get it amplified um tar water you know the uh santeria voodoo uh they believe in using tar water for protection it's a carcinogen. And the only person is going to help is it's going to kill the person making it. And the person using it, it's not so much, not so good for either. Yeah. But there are all kinds of different things. It's like, you know, keeping your thoughts positive is going to keep them away from you. Yelling at them is going to keep them away from you. You know, playing sermons is going to keep them away from you. It may ward them off 
for a moment or two, but it's not going to get rid of them. It's not going to make them go away for good. None of that, because it's like they just laugh, you know, and you, and you sage. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, people tell me, well, you know, I think I have something negative in, in my house and and I saged and it just got worse. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I said, A, you're saging. That means, you know, there's something there and the demons are pissed because you're trying to get rid of them. Yeah, they know you're trying to get rid of them. So the activity ramps up a hundredfold and it makes them attack you. If they weren't attacking you before physically, it's it's on there. They just want your blood after that. Wow. Those are the things that will not help you in no manner, shape, or form. So don't even think that they will. Right, yeah. Well, is there any preventative things or things that can help you if you do believe that you are have a, an attachment of some sort? If you if the, if the attachment's already happened, mm-hmm. you know, there's not much that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Because once it makes up its mind to attach itself to you, it's like... It's like it's wrapping its arms around you. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to peel it off. You're not going to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You'd have to go find someone who's a deliverance minister or a priest that could do an exorcism or a clearing or uh, a demonologist who can actually, who's actually a demonologist who actually knows how to handle demons. Amazingly enough, there are a few of those around or someone like me and that stems back to the reason I don't call myself a demonologist because I've met too many fake ones, you know, give me money and I'll make it go away. And I don't make it go away. You know, I don't believe in that stuff. So my grandmother was from Ireland. She said, call yourself what we call you in the old country, a demon seer. You can see them, hear them, understand them, communicate with them and remove them. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me than a demonologist. I've run into some really bad ones. Oh, yeah, I bet. But, you know, but the thing is, it's, you know, you need help. I mean, if you think you've got one or you've run into one and it's not attached, but Mm -hmm. you like say you're going on a paranormal investigation and this is a location that's been known to have, you know, demons or shadow people hanging around. So what you want to do is you want to you can wear like a crucifix as long as it has the image of Jesus on it. Or if you're Jewish, you know, the, the Star of David, uh, have it blessed and wear it. You know, that will protect you uh, carrying holy water and keeping it on your person can help protect you. Anointing oil that's blessed can help. Um, I created I create black salt and it's not any black salt. This is a special one that God gave me the recipe for 40 some years ago when I started helping people. And he blesses it at each step of the making of it. And it's not like any other you'll ever find. And it's, it hasn't failed in 46 years. But people get, I sell cremation necklaces, which are beautiful. They have the black salt in them. And when you wear it and it's protecting, it heats up. The, the necklace gets, the metal on the necklace gets almost too hot to wear. That's how you know that it's working, that it's protecting you, that there's something negative. I have a sister group I formed in the UK and they use them. They use theirs all the time when they go on locations and, you know, the black salt will, will help uh, prayers invoking the name of Jesus or whichever deity you believe in, which you have absolute faith in. You have to, you can't just say it just to be saying it to give it lip service. 
You have right. to have that absolute faith in that entity, you know, that deity, you know, God, Jesus, Jehovah, Shiva, whatever, you know, you have to have absolute faith in it. And those are the things that will protect you. I wish I could say that there was more, mm-hmm. but it all is about your faith in that object, your faith in, in that deity that's going to protect you the most. When I died and went to the other side, I found out that in both realms, light and dark, thought becomes reality. And it is the intention behind the thought that gives it the power to do good or do evil. It's very important. And if I, you know, one of the things you learn is if you have, you have to have absolute faith in yourself, absolute faith in what you're doing, and the fact that you can do it, and the faith in God. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You have to have that or you'll never get rid of a demon. You cannot have any weakness. It will reach inside your head and it will pull out your weaknesses. And it will use them against you. I have empathic abilities. I shut them down because mm. I can't do that and do the removal and deal with the demon because I would be picking up on the persons that's being attacked. I'd be picking up on their emotions and that would make me weak. So I shut that down. I know what they're feeling. I just don't wish to feel it because if I do, they see it as a weakness and they will attack the people. They won't attack me. They'll attack the people again. And I can't have that. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I've heard, you know, just so many times the calling the name of uh, a deity that you have ultimate faith in has um, made entities, you know, flee immediately. Um, I've had a very good friend that had a recent experience with this, so that's that's very interesting. Yeah, they will they will flee, but they'll be back. They won't <laughs> give up. They won't give up. They just yeah. they just leave for a little while until the coast is clear, and then they come back. See, that's the problem. People think, well, I got rid of it. It's gone. It's not here no more. They give you that false sense of security. Like, oh, it can be like quiet and peaceful for weeks, months on end. And then suddenly it'll pick back up again. They lull you into a false sense of security. And you let your guard down. And they come right back again. They have all the time in the world. They have, they have no sense of time on the other side. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they'll just come back for you later. No I, want, I want to go back to shadow people. You mentioned it a, a few minutes ago. 
and how they relate to sleep paralysis, if at all. I want to get your thoughts on that because um, I used to have sleep paralysis. This was years ago, and I was it was in a bad time in my life. I was going through a bad divorce and situation and everything like that, and I would get sleep paralysis. And out of the corner of my eye, I could swear I see shadow people. I'm you know paralyzed ha- halfway between awake and asleep, and then I all of a sudden hear this loud banging noise, and out of the corner of my eye, I see shadow people moving around and then or creeping up closer to me and I'm struggling to get up and you know eventually I get up but um you know after a couple of years of that it just stopped uh, you know after I got myself into a better situation especially so I want to get your thoughts is this just like some kind of you know sleep paralysis mental disorder or is this a real supernatural occurrence no they can cause that um shadow people are kind of different in the way that they're loners whereas demons travel in packs Mm-hmm. You know, they'll always be like a lesser demon and the little creepy crawly dudes to do their pimping for them <laughs> to find them, <laughs> to find the victims. And but the shadow people, they like their own territory. It's very rare that you'll find more than one in a location because mm-hmm. they just don't tolerate it at all. It's like, this is my territory. Get the hell out. You do not belong here. I claim this. The right. first thing they do is they wait and they watch. And then they start going, then they start depriving you of sleep. They start giving you nightmares and they watch all of this happen. And as you're, as you're losing sleep, as you're having the nightmares, they start draining your life force out of you slowly, but surely. If they can, they will continue to do that until you're so weak. You know, some people even take their lives, but, um, but sometimes they'll just like, oh, okay, well, this person really isn't that interesting. It's not, not having the effect I thought it would, so I'm going to move on. Or they, they're through messing with you, so they just move on to somebody else. You know, they, they yeah. get bored with you. You know, they, they do that. They'll get bored with people and move on. But usually they like a place where they're going to get a lot of, like, uh, the Gold Hill Hotel, you know, where I've been there, it's like they like it there because it's there's not that many people that go in there and it's abandoned and they still have the souls that are still left there that are the, the human souls that are caught there and they still continue to torture them. That's a big problem for them as well. They they can get a hold of a soul that's left there that's and that's having problems and they'll just basically hold them at there and not let them cross and and torture them they can utilize them demons do it as well demons utilize human spirits to get into places where they can't make it if you have a location like i've had it happen where they i have removed demons from someone in their home and everything and they've sealed it with a black salt but the demons can't get in there anymore so what they'll do is they'll take a human soul and they'll utilize that human soul they're like a slave to them and they'll make them go in there and give the person you know nightmares or attack the person that sort of thing and of course people the first thing people think of especially when they've already had demons removed is the demons are back when in actuality the demons are not back but they are utilizing these human souls to do that just as a human soul can look like shadow person you know they project into your mind what they wish you to see 
you know, it's like demons. They, they look into your mind, pull out the image that you have of what they should look like, and they magnify that times 10 or 100 so, so as they can elicit as much fear as possible to feed off of. And the human souls, I went into, there was a children's theater, and the woman called me in because there was a seven-foot shadow man, you know, that was terrorizing the kids and stuff when they came in. And so I went down there, and I'm like, really? Because I see them as they truly are. So for a, an instant, I can I saw him as a seven-foot shadow man, and then it was gone in a split second, and I saw him for what he was, a short, fat, balding guy who never got any respect in life, and he was darn sure going to get respect in death. So he's wow, projecting wow. himself as a shadow person. <laughs> so like, a lot of really? these shadow peoples could be just um, disincarnate spirits that uh, yeah. have had a lousy life. Right. Wow. <laughs> That's so you'll make them see them that way. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You have to learn to tell the difference. The shadow people have red eyes, though. Whereas the humans that look like shadow people, they don't have the red eyes. They just look black eyes. So it's like, okay, that's the difference. So the real shadow people probably were, were never human, you would say? No, never human. Never physical form. Very interesting. What about um, infestation possession? Is it possible for, for one person to be possessed or attached by multiple entities? Oh, yeah. I was um, it's about five years ago. I did a radio show called Ground Zero Fly Lewis. He did a special on me called Demon's Seer, and I got like over 200 requests for help in the first week. Oh, wow. It was, it was ridiculous. But one of the people that came uh, came across was a woman who said she was possessed. I'm like, okay, you know, because there's, there's crazy people out there, you know. <laughs> I'm like, send me a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so she sent me a picture. I'm like, yep, that's the real thing. All righty. And I knew at that time that it had 11, she had 11 entities within her. So I'm like, okay. So I have a friend who's an ordained minister. And then another friend of mine, she's has... Uh, she's in the group that I started called Ghosts and Girls Paranormal. And I told her, I said, you want to go along? I said, this is something that you've never been in on. This is something you make sure you're well protected. And then my friend who's the minister, Aaron, I said, you know, God told me you need to come. I said, because you fear the dark ones. And you cannot serve him and fear the dark ones. So you need to come. So we all made the appointment we we went and i knocked on the door and the woman opened the door and her eyes were black and she told me in aramaic that demon came forward and said in aramaic bitch get out oh, wow. <laughs> and, and slammed the door and, and my friends are like what just happened i'm like hey no worries let's just knock on the door again <laughs> knocked on the door again and and she opened it that she was in control at that time I think probably because a demon figured, you know, he was going to scare me off because demons are kind of stupid in the way that they don't look deeper than the surface on a, and on a human. So they don't look to see what's, what's underneath too bad for them. Not, not a problem for me. So we get in there and I told her, I said, we're going to start right away. We're going to start removing these things right away. And then Ar when Ariel comes forward, she comes forward. There's, People say that there are wings coming out of my shoulders. My eyes turn white. My voice and my ch and my face changes. So there are physical manifestations when she comes forward. So she was out for almost three hours with doing the removals. 
we were down to the last one. And I told it, I said, I know why you fear to come out. I said, you're hiding. I said, you were supposed, you were given a job to do for Lucifer and you just didn't do it. You blew him off. And so now he's looking for your ass. I said, you know what? If you want to go home, I can ask Jesus if he'll take you home. And the demon's like, really? I said, yes, you can go home if you truly want to go home. And so I said, Jesus, come forth. And my friends are standing in front of me and they part as this huge hand and arm comes forward. Made out of, you know, it was totally white light. And Jesus, I heard Jesus say, come with me. You can come home. And the demon's like, no, 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 you're lying. You're lying. And so Jesus withdrew. I said, I told the demon, I said, so be it. Lucifer, come forth. And my friends are like looking, their eyes are getting as big as dollars. And they're like, here comes this, this being up here at the end of the hallway and start walking towards us. And for them, they saw it as uh, a black entity uh, with wearing a fedora, double-rested suits, bats, that type of thing. Just yeah. coming and, and, and gold eyes coming down the hallway towards them. And it got to me and, and the woman. And the, he looked at the woman and he said, demon, come forth. And he said its name. And the demon's like, no, 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 I'm not coming. You're not, you can't make me get out. You come out of her. And Lucifer looked at me and said, I know you don't want me to kill the woman. So I'll be back for it later. So he turned around, walked down the hall and disappeared. And I told her, I said, they're all gone but one. I said, and he'll be back for it later tonight. And uh, we all went home. 3 a.m., we all woke up in our respective beds and heard it's done. So the next morning I called her and she says it's been over 20 years since she's felt free like this. She's just, it, it's just, I said, get counseling. I said, you have PTSD from dealing with these entities for 11 years, for God's sakes, you know, get help. So she did. She's probably still in counseling to this day. Because right. that's not something you're going to get over in a matter of weeks, months. That's amazing. I mean, you you would never hear. I would. I wouldn't think a um, an exorcism story where a priest calls forth Lucifer to help him out to finish the exorcism. Hey, I'm not. I'm not traditional. You know, <laughs> right, you got, right. You, That's you great. You got to fight fire with fire. I mean, yeah. if he's afraid of Lucifer and Lucifer's looking for him, why not? Yeah, that that's absolutely amazing. Um, now, have you ever had any experiences where a person maybe could have been close to death or would have died if, if there hadn't been an intervention? Probably just – I think the closest one I've got to that was the young man in the military. Mm -hmm. who was He was like breath away from dying. And uh, he was the closest one. There have been others that have – you know, been to the point where they're about ready to commit suicide. I had a young man who came from back from Iraq and he was a sniper there. That was his job. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, he was doing flipping houses to make a living. And, and, uh, I got a call from somebody who knew him and said, you know, he's really having a problem. I said, well, send me pictures. So he sent me pictures and there are like three, Three marks going, scratches going all the way down his back. Um, there were bite wounds on his legs and on his torso. And uh, 
these things were attacking him as he was sleeping. And so I, he lives up in Washington. So I went up there and I, the minute I landed at the house, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Somebody worships Satan in this house. There's a pentagram in here somewhere. So I get in there and I, I told him, I said, I need to go where I need to go. I said, just let me walk through the house. So I went to the back room, farthest back room. And I said, there's a pentagram here somewhere. He says, there was. He says, I painted over it. I said, yeah. I said, painting over it's not going to cut it. It's not going to get rid of it. It's not going to deactivate the portal that was opened. Mm-hmm. I said, this is a nasty demon. I said, but you know what? This demon did not come from here. You brought it back with you from, from Iraq. The, their their uh, soothsayers over there are, create, are uh, calling forth demons to put on, quote unquote, the enemy. The American snipers, the British ones, any ones that were going against them. And I ended up taking it away, but it's like I said, and closing the portal. I told him, I said, you know, you need to get some counseling because this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a long term for you. I said, you need to get some counseling. And if you ever get a feeling, he said, you know, when I bought this house, sight unseen, he said, I had a bad feeling about it. I said, well, next time you get a bad feeling about it, I said, uh, pass it by. <laughs> Don't buy it. Man, that would that would might give people second thoughts about joining the military if they have to worry about, uh, you know, people being uh, cursing them with demons when they go to huh. another country to fight, you know, a war. Well, these guys couldn't win any other way, so they figured they'd do that. Right. Wow. That is crazy. Now, I want to shift to the, the rest of the show to, to a little bit more positive aspects of this. Let's talk about angels and the hierarchy of positive beings what what types of beings are on the other end of this spectrum here like i said the legion of light is is you know are the archangels that are the i would say if they were here in the physical world i would say they were uh, the elite navy seals team snipers because they are the best of the best right and they in turn trained the other archangels that became warrior angels and so on but yeah, the, the guardian angels that watch over people, some people call them spirit guides, some people call them guardian angels. These are to help you guide, you know, get your life on track and to help you with your everyday stuff. Unfortunately, they're not strong enough to fight off a demon. But on the other hand, they can use their abilities to get you where you need to go to get help. It's kind of, I've always accused Michael and the others, and Gabe, of use of utilizing the giant chessboard and moving people around. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, I, we move the person where they need to go to get help, to find you, to find somebody to help them. He says, that's what we do. We get, a, we get a, a connection from their guide or guardian with something that's going on, and we get them the help they need. So they're, they're great ones for facilitating help. And people often wonder how, you know, like Michael or Gabe or one of the others can be in a thousand places at the same time. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand there is no distance on the other side. There is no distance. There is no quote unquote place. You know, when I died and went to the other side, what my brain encountered was a cloud like 
area where you walked on the floor, but it was all clouds and the walls were clouds and all that sort of thing. Because your physical brain would have a hard time figuring out what it what it really is. So you, your brain kind of puts it into a, a case where it understands it. Otherwise, you'd be crazy trying to figure it out. But so there is no time. There is no... Uh, there's no distance over on the other side. So, you know, like I said, Gabe can be in a thousand places at the same time because he can stand still and hear everyone. When I went to the other side, uh, I could hear every single soul in existence that any up that was white light soul. I could hear them and it was like a murmur in the background. And then over all of that was the presence of God, the presence of this love and peace and I heard him say, it's okay, it's going to be okay. You're, you know, you have a lot of work for me to do. I mean, I have a lot of work for you to do. So you're going to do what you're supposed to be doing. And that's killing demons. And Michael said much the same thing. He said, you don't understand. This is your job. And it's been your life, job in all these other lifetimes is to kill demons. That's what you're best at. That's what you're good at. And so you have that whole whole group over there that that helps out people don't understand they think that god's just blowing them off that he doesn't hear that we need help but he does there are over three hundred thousand warrior angels reborn into the physical right now in existence and there are over three million warrior angels walking among us in in the world today looking for negatives trying to help as much as they can. And, you know, just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. I personally have run, I help over a thousand warrior angels understand who and what they are so that I mentor them to try to get them to, you know, to increase their abilities, to understand what their, what their job is in this lifetime and get them on the right track because we need to build an army of light workers. <laughs> you know what? I, this is uh, like I had a whole um, question about what you just said that I want to get into in a minute. I want to save that for the end. But I want to get your thoughts on are there any, I guess you could say neutral entities. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the watchers, how they're, they're kind of yeah. neutral. Are there any other neutral entities that are just here to kind of observe or here to have fun or along for the ride or just trickster type entities? Um, mostly the most common ones are the watchers. They're neither good nor bad. They mm -hmm. take everything in. If there's something that they see that interferes with the balance between good and evil, then they will go to God and they will say, you know, this is what I saw. This is what I observed. This is what's happening. And it's throwing off the balance. And then there are the, um, there are your regular everyday, I call them common angels. And they also are watchers in a way, but they're watchers for the light. Um, there, there are ones that are, hmm. I have, you know, Ariel has these beings that work for her. And one of them is called the weasel. She calls him the weasel because he can ferret out any, she, he can find anything, you know, any bad situation, any infiltrator, any, any sleeper cell. 
she uses she utilizes him a lot because believe it or not you know there are there are people in the light realm who have a hidden agenda as well mm-hmm. unfortunately but you know there are some that still favor you know lucifer you know and his ideas so you know you're going to have that in anything and you're going to have those type of people but um those are they're they're pretty much the watchers are pretty much the only ones that are just kind of neutral the rest all lean one way or another there is every now and then everybody thinks that the demons all have nothing but dark in them but that's not true Mm. there's a little spark of light that is in each of the demons and most of the time when something triggers it they will squish it down and suppress it but once in a great while you'll come across a demon who will let it grow and one such entity i'll call herb because i'm not going to say his his demonic name Mm -hmm. but herb came to me one day and said I had removed him from a warehouse of a friend and I kicked him out. And then when the friend moved, I said, okay, you can have the warehouse back again. No problem. But he came to me one day and he said, listen, I need your help. And I'm like, Hmm, you look different. Instead of being black, he was kind of like shades of gray. I said, what have you done to yourself? (laughs) He's like, he's like, I let the light grow. And I said, well, what do you want? Do you want to go back to the light? What do you want? He says, no, that's not what I want. He says, I want to be a bridge. I want to be a go-between between the living and the dark. I'm like, uh, that's a noble cause, but you know, I don't know how that's going to go over with Lucifer or the old demons. He's like, that's why I want you to, t- I want Ariel to talk to Lucifer to see if he'll let me do that. I'm like, okay. So there's a place that I just call it no man's land where she can summon Lucifer and it's kind of an in-between world where they can talk. So she summoned him and he has no choice but to come. And so she told him about this and Herb was there and and he says, well, I'll, I'll ask the old demons. If the old demons agree with it, then we'll allow it. So a couple of days later, he, he said to me, you know, it was approved. Her, you know, Herb came to me and said they, they approved it. So now I can help the humans. And I'm like, good. From time to time, he'll come to me and, and let me know that, you know, that somebody needs help. And, and he will try to facilitate that as well. Wow. He's, he's still doing it. That's unusual, huh. though. Rarity. Yeah, that is very interesting. All right, now I want to go back to what you were saying about how they have um, angels incarnated as humans here, and then they have actual angels walking amongst us. Um, I've always had this feeling, and I was talking about this with actually a couple of other guests this week, since the early age is like this intuitive feeling that I would be alive during very um, – interesting times just to say the least that uh, we would probably witness uh, me and anyone else alive during these days uh, things that most people have never seen in their lives and probably haven't for thousands of years and we would be in a very prophetic 
time. And I've always just had this feeling. And now it with everything now. happening now, it's like, wow, you know, that, that feeling may have uh, meant something. It and it actually uh, started about three months ago. God came to me and he said, listen, he says, this is over the next year, over the, over the next year, he said, mm-hmm. things are going to be changing. He said, for the better. He said, the light workers are going to get stronger and the world is going to see a substantial change for the better. And he said, I am actually about three weeks ago. He, he says, I'm activating the warrior angels. So what he does is he activates their consciousness that's in the physical body so that the warrior angel that resides within them comes forward and basically wakes up and says, oh, I've been asleep. I need to get on this. I need to start taking care of business. So he did it about three or four weeks ago. And so I've been getting a lot more calls from people wanting help with, you know, they know that they have an, an angel inside of them and stuff like that. But it's supposed to be, the world's supposed to be getting better in the next year. It's supposed to be financial, financial stability and increased harmony. Um, the COVID thing will disappear and they'll find more cures. And there's going to be a sign. He said, look to the stars. He says, there's going to be in the next, he said that the other day, he said in the next two months, there's going to be a star that's going to cross uh, over the earth. And it's much like the star of Bethlehem. So he said, just be aware of that. It's a sign of good things coming. And then wow. somebody was telling me that the, there's this is supposed to be, that the Star of Bethlehem is supposed to reoccur this year. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I said, okay. Yeah. God's up on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, man, I, I really hope that that's right because we could uh, we could use some better times up ahead. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, – that's that's really interesting how you said you know there's there's all these angels that uh, are incarnated as humans right now and that are kind of realizing that they you know have a job to do and I've you know I've noticed a lot of people coming into I guess you could say their purpose and what they right. you know what they desire most in life and what they feel like they should be doing and it's all happening right now and there's this you know yeah. kind of quickening people of events getting, occurring yeah people are getting you know, are getting in contact with the spiritual side of themselves. And, yes. you know, they're ma- it's making them more aware. God called it, it kind of sounds weird to me, but, but, you know, when I was, when my son was little, they had a uh, a movie by Jim Henson called um, uh, The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they talked one. about, they talked about the Great Conjunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, God used that term. He says, this is, this is the beginning of the Great Conjunction the bringing together of a cosmic event which will help mankind so i'm like okay people are gonna think i'm crazy saying this he's like no he said people will understand they're ready for it they need it and i'm like okay if you say so i was like you know i'm, I'm the type of person oh uh, if, if i see it you know i'll wait and see it 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I agree. People are definitely ready for it. Uh, I'm definitely ready for it. And June, I want to thank you so much again for coming on today. Awesome information. Fantastic stuff. Uh, before you go, let everyone know if they would like to find out more about you, get some of your books, um, your services, anything like that. What's the best way that they can do so? Um, they can go to my website, which is just recently revamped and is having a little bit of problems, but hopefully my web tech person got that fixed. Um, mysticconnections.org, O-R-G, or demonshere.com. They both feed into the same website. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, June Lundgren or Demons Here. Um, you can find all my books on Amazon, either in uh, print or in ebook form. And I will have Hopefully, the end of December, the book will be out called Demons Here, The Awakening. It talks about much of what we talked about today and, you know, how these things are infiltrating the world and and how they're influencing people, governments even, religious, religious things as well. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have definitely have to have you back on uh, when your book comes out. We'll discuss that one, too. Yep. Awesome. June, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely talk again soon. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening, and we will talk again tomorrow. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.